the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1420, The Answer. It's a Wednesday, the 23rd morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, thanks for sitting through that careful carving of the uh, uh, Savannah Guthrie uh, wind-blowing festival uh, as uh, she literally, I mean, honestly, this bubblehead just embarrassed herself at a level which which I didn't even think NBC uh, probably expected. She has given CNN a run for its money now as fake news uh, champions of the world. Uh, but thanks for sitting through that. If you want to respond to it, I'll ask you to hold those phone calls until we finish with our guest. Kurt Schlichter joins us now from Los Angeles. Kurt, of course... He's a senior columnist at townhall.com. He's a lawyer. He's an uh, Army colonel, retired Army colonel, and joins us now. He's got a new novel out that you absolutely uh, want to make sure you pick up called uh, Wildfire. And, uh, Kurt, good to have you back on the air here in Cleveland, Ohio, my friend. How are you? Hey, great to be back. Kurt, um, you're a colonel, a retired colonel, so I'm guessing that's why you side with Covington, right? Covington uh, Catholic colonels uh, against the black Hebrew uh, Israelites. I just kind of figured there's a nice little symbiosis going on there. Well, I just don't side with scumbag, lying, dirtbag, uh, stolen valor creeps so, and the lying scumbag media. So, does uh, that part, by the way, as a veteran, Kurt, does that bother you as much as anything else? Soon as I saw I'm not a veteran. And, I, and, I, and that, that part of it, when it was confirmed that he was never in Vietnam, he says, and I would still like to see his paperwork that proves that he was even a Marine during that time period, but well, he claimed he, he originally he was the, there. The documents are out. He was a... Uh, uh, a refrigerator repairman in the uh, Marine Reserve, which is a perfectly honorable job. I loved sure. refrigerator repairman when I was in Desert Storm. Uh, but when you lie, as I'm a recon ranger from Vietnam, you cross from honorably serving to being a scumbag. Now, look, I, I always make a point of uh, saying that all my medals are for perfect attendance, and I didn't do anything of interest. Um because I don't get angry at these stolen valor guys. I get mortified. I mean, it literally makes me nauseous to see someone degrade himself so thoroughly, to destroy any kind of dignity that he might have, to toss any honor out of the wind, out the window, uh, to try and uh, pretend you're something you're not, when you're perfectly honorable to start with. It's, it's, to, 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 to be that, it, it horrifies me. Tossing it dignity out. It horrifies me. But this guy, he tried to wield his weapon to bludgeon these kids. And uh, I think it's up to us veterans to make it a suppository. <laughs> Kurt, that, uh, the part that interests me there is, yes, he's tossing his dignity out when he had no reason to, as you pointed oh, out. But to horrifying. me, as it pertains to this story, Kurt, he's tossed his credibility aside. How can oh, anyone believe lying. anything he, he, that he says about that exchange? His credibility is now gone. No, he's a liar on a number of levels, but that makes him a perfect liberal uh, hero. Uh, yes, you know. Of course, I, I like how Elizabeth Warren said, "How dare you? How 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 dare you defy this uh, and, and refuse to honor this war veteran? What war? Let me guess: the Cold War." 
<laughs> well, and more hero, as some in the Hollywood uh, set are calling it. Forget about Elizabeth Warren. Hollywood, out where you live, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's yeah. her name? Uh, 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 for crying out loud, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was the one. Yeah, well, she, Jamie, Alyssa Milano, Jamie Lee Curtis, and others, but Jamie Lee Curtis is the one that jumped out at me because I responded to her tweet about this war hero, especially since it had already been revealed that, no, he never served in Vietnam at all. Uh, so, you know, their, their war hero status trying to make him look even more sympathetic, a 64-year-old elderly man and a war hero who was attacked so viciously by these yeah, Leah, white, let me, let me privileged, MAGA-hat-wearing kids. Yeah, somebody gets in my face and starts banging on a drum. He's going to wear it like an Elizabethan collar. <laughs> I believe that with you. And, and Kurt, what I, what I want to ask you is, did you watch the interview this morning with uh, Savannah Guthrie? No, because NBC is a scumbag burning garbage dumpster of it is all of that. Garbage. Yes, it, it it is all of that. But I watched this and and I and well, I just thank you for and the I played sacrifice. it. I did. I did. I had to. I, I as thank I said, I, I don't. I, I know I deserve a medal of honor for that. I, but, but in all seriousness, I, um, I as I mentioned to my audience, I, I don't watch it because for the same reason I don't roll around in broken glass. I don't like to torture myself. But I knew this was coming, and I and I just dissected it line by line. She tried to corner this kid into admitting that he did something wrong for nine and a half minutes, and I mean it was some of the most ridiculous uh, some uh, questioning that I've ever heard. And he answered every bit of it like a pro. But she's trying to essentially say you stood there. And that's aggressive. That's a sign of aggression. She said, "You smiled and had a smirk on your face. That's a sign of aggression." Can you see from the other side how people could see what you were doing to that man? She spent nine and a half minutes trying to corner this kid, Kurt. How on earth can they justify they being the mainstream media at writ large, but also the uh, NBC in particular? How can they justify victimizing this kid and his friends for a fourth time? Because they hate us and want us enslaved or dead. You got to understand. They hate us. They want us gone. There's no other explanation that works, Bob. They hate us. Whether you're 15 or, or heck, even unborn, look in New York, they just legalized murdering babies. Literally. They want us gone. There is no limit. There is no uh, you know, too far. When people like this get power, we've seen through history what happens. They destroy those they hate, and they want to destroy us. And I know you're, oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. Listen to them. We should lock these kids in a building and set it on fire. Throw them in a wood chipper. Punch them. That's not me. I'm just telling you the only reasonable conclusion you can draw from what they say. They want us gone. So it doesn't matter if it's a 15-year-old kid. It doesn't matter to them. It's, uh, it's an it's, obstacle. It's hard to argue um, because you're 100% right. Uh, I want to pivot, though, and focus on the other group that has gotten a pass in this largely. The ones that started all of the tumult on those steps at the Lincoln Memorial were the four or five black Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites who started screaming the most hateful things that you can imagine at these, these young kids, either because they were white or because they were wearing red hats or because, uh, uh, they were, they were, um, uh, uh, there for the pro-life march. Uh, you know, and, and all of those things are in direct opposition to this black activist group, this very militant style group. How 
come nobody in the media and nobody in the progressive left of elected government are speaking about the language and the things these kids were called uh, what they were called uh, uh, they were called uh, child molesters. They were called products of incest. They were called future school shooters. They were called racists, crackers. Uh, how come they're getting off the hook on all of this? Because the media doesn't care. It's not about. It, it is a propaganda device, a liberal transcriptionist service. It doesn't matter what the truth is. The truth is not a consideration. It doesn't enter into their calculation. It is propaganda designed to intimidate you into not expressing your views, whether it's a march of life or supporting the president, to shutting you up based on your race and gender. It is all lies. That's why they didn't talk about them. Why would they? Well, you're right, uh, but but again, what's interesting about this is this is being framed and phrased as a racial issue, some sort of showdown between races, it because is. the well, because the red it hat is. wearers are white, and because yes. Nathan Phillips is a is a Native American. Um, no, no, the, the racial issue is they wanted to zoom in on these kids, the white Kentuckian Catholic kids. Well, exactly. That's my point. Their 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 that, status that as white Catholic issue. kids. But what I'm trying to say, though, Kurt, is if they're going to make this a racial issue, then how do you not go to the the only ones who were being racial on that day? On that day, which was those black uh, Hebrew Israelites. Even Nathan Phillips wasn't a part of that. He was just banging the drum and doing his war chant or whatever the whoa whoa thing is. And and it was the you know the the black Hebrew nationalists or I'm sorry Israelites, the ones who were really screaming uh, the vile stuff. So if if they want to make this a racial narrative, then how do they eliminate the only uh, individuals on the scene who were being racist, which were the black see, Hebrew Israelites. See, this is, this is the issue. You are coming at it as a premise from someone who's trying to reason. Here are facts. Here's what happened. I'm going to, I'm going to apply the facts to the mm -hmm. situation and see what happens. That's not what's happening here. This is propaganda. It is an information operation. The truth doesn't matter. Logic doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Reason don't matter. None of it matters to them. They don't bring it up because they're not trying to tell the truth. They are trying to make a point and have an effect, which is to intimidate and silence you. Bringing up the facts about these you know, idiots would interfere with their goals, so they don't. We as conservatives need to uh, need to withdraw from the premise of looking at our opponents as people in good faith uh, uh, trying to ex trying to uh, express a view and make a reasoned good faith argument. They are liars. They are scumbags, and they are attempting to intimidate us. That's what they're doing. This, we're not having a discussion or an argument with them. We're having a fist fight when no one's thrown a fist yet. Kurt Schlichter is our guest senior columnist at townhall.com. Hey, Kurt, before you go, I just feel like this would be fun. I'm going to leave the steps of the Lincoln Memorial right now, and I'm going to go inside Capitol Hill, and I want to listen to the uh, new star of the Democrat Party and get your response. I think that the part of it that is generational is that millennials and people and, you know, Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up, and we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is your your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? I can tell you're champing at the bit. Go, Kurt. 
Well, look, I, I, I'm a little older than her. I remember the I remember 12 years ago when it, the world was ending in 10 years. Um, no, uh, climate change is just <laughs> another uh, another scam to take power and money away from us and transfer it to you know the people she likes, and and, and we're not falling for it. Uh, Did you? You know, she's she she's a a, a Twitter friendly spokes clown for a ideology built on a hundred million corpses. And uh, I'm not prepared to give up my freedom for rebel dancing girl from wherever the hell she's from. Uh, I, I think I'm going to do exactly what I want all the time, and I think I'm going to be free, or, and I'm only going to stop being free when somebody comes and kills me if they can well, That's Kurt, don't 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 be successful enough in your law practice to become a billionaire. Because the other thing she said that I wanted your reaction to is she declared that it's immoral for billionaires to exist in the same country where people in Alabama still get ringworm. Now, I did have to admit I had to consult WebMD on this to remind myself of what ringworm is. And WebMD hookworm. tells me that it's athlete's foot and jock itch. So well, um, I, I think she was referring to hookworm. <laughs> but that's the she doesn't have to be she doesn't have to be uh, accurate. She just has to well, as long as she feels morally better. accurate. You know your bourgeois conceit about facts. <laughs> it's just getting in the way of the people's revolution. Um, I don't care what she thinks is moral. I don't care what leftists think is moral or not. I, I refuse to be lectured to by leftists. I'm at the point where if you want to take my freedom, come and try. Because they're trying to talk us into giving it up. Whether it's this garbage about climate change, this whole scam, or you're all racist, or, you know, here's some fake Vietnam vet drumming at you, you know, submit. No, I'm not going to do any of that. If you want to make me into a serf, you're going to have to kill me. And let's see if you can. Kurt Schlechter, uh, I'm uh, I'm betting they cannot, uh, Kurt, and uh, I want to be behind you, by the way, when that war happens. Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist, townhall.com. Uh, tremendous job, as always, Kurt. Keep up the great work, and we'd love to have you back again soon. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed, and as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. All right, 1027 short segment here. I want to get as many people on as possible here before the bottom of the hour news. Uh, Teresa in Chagrin Falls has been waiting a long time. Teresa, thanks for your patience. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi. Um, let me see. The Blaze did extensive research. I mean, serious extension, extensive research. They researched the video way before the kids showed up and during and after. 
mm-hmm. uh, the group that said um, build the wall it was the black Hebrew Israelites. All you have to do is go to the Blaze Facebook page, right. go back until yesterday afternoon, and you could sit and listen to back talk about the play-by-play of what happened. And okay. what's so strange is Phillips knows what happens. He he knows that his group was targeted by, by the black Hebrew Israelites before the kids even showed up. They were harassed, and a young Native American came up to the black guys and said, can you please stop? Can you please stop? And they didn't stop. And when the Covington kids started showing up, then the black Hebrew Israelites went after them. And then when after the kids did their chant, that's when Phillips started walking towards them. And behind Phillips was uh, a voice, and you could hear it on the video, uh, an adult male black voice saying, build the wall, build the wall. Like he was taunting mm-hmm. everybody. And Yeah, uh, yeah probably taunting the kids think, who were wearing the hats. You know, as soon as well, they no, showed no, up no. with their red hats, that's probably no, no, why no. they were screaming that. Well, yeah. He, he, what it, the, Oh, gosh. The, their name is black so he, Black Hebrew Israelites yeah, is their yeah. name. Yeah. Um, they were starting to instigate a, a kerfuffle with the Native Americans and the Covington kids. Right. And it, it's, if, if you go and, after you're done at 11, go and look at that video, and Beck does a play-by-play. Well, what and, I'm more interested in, Therese, is, is that Nathan Phillips, in his media interviews after that, instead of recognizing what you just said, that they were already uh, targeted and attacked by the black Hebrew Israelites before the black Hebrew Israelites started to attack the Covington kids, uh, he, Nathan Phillips, is going to everybody you can see with a microphone and saying that he thought the white uh, red hat wearer, wearing Covington kids were the aggressors and that they were going to attack the black Hebrew Israelites, and that's why they interviewed. He's lying from the word go, and I don't understand what his motive would be if he, too, had been targeted by the black Hebrew Israelites. That's what makes this entire thing so bizarre, uh, is, is that me, then he turned on the, on the Covington kids. What's Excuse that? me, that's not his objective. I mean, his objective is to stir trouble. And who, do, who does he want Well, I think to his objective is for? to make money. I think his objective oh, yeah. is to make money. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's a prof- professional provocateur. We know that. Thank you, Therese, for the call. I gotta get to news. He's a professional provocateur. He has instigated these kinds of things before and then tried to generate sympathy in the whole, in the form of, of money and donations. Who's gonna start a, who's gonna start a GoFundMe account for the poor 64 year old defenseless Native American minority who's also a Vietnam War hero? Who's gonna help me? That's what this is all about for him. But the point about your point about the Black Hebrew Nationalists attacking them first, then attacking the Covington kids, um, and and Phillips then for for you know his own personal uh, benefit, turning on the Covington kids is is very important to know. Thanks for the call. Let me move on uh, to more callers after the news. AM fourteen twenty. The com. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 
1035, now the Bob France Authority. Got you until 11 o'clock. 25 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. Uh, you can fill this last 25 minutes with your own voice, in addition to mine, by dialing 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. I'm just trying to process more hate from the filthy, venomous, reprehensible, despicable, disgusting American left. Freshman Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota even now, four days after, yeah, four days after the events um, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, the attacks made by the uh, black Hebrew Israelites on the uh, Covington kids, the taunting being done by Nathan Phillips, the Native American elder and uh, phony war stolen ve- valor uh, veteran. Um, after all of that has been you know, made public after people have been apologizing left and right for mischaracterizing what happened and for erroneously blaming the Covington kids for doing anything wrong. Uh, Muslim freshman representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota tweeted the following. In the midst of all of that, after all of the apologies and all of the truth is coming out, she still tweeted as of yesterday... 10.42 p.m. last night, quote, the boys were protesting a woman's right to choose. In other words, the boys were at a pro-life rally. So was my daughter. So were hundreds of thousands of other people. Some might term that protesting a woman's right to choose. Others might, uh, might term that or describe that as saving babies' lives trying to save the lives of children, unborn children, you reprehensible pool of human flotsam, you. The boys yelled, it's not rape if you enjoy it. That's a lie. That never happened. She wrote, they were taunting five black men before they surrounded Phillips and led racist chants. Again. Who was taunting whom, you piece of human waste? I don't know. Maybe we should listen again. What do you think? Could it help? Maybe to listen to exactly what was said? This child molesting priest right there. Let's make America great again. A bunch of child molesting Look at all these dusty crackers with that racist garbage on. Look at these dirty. That's right. A bunch of in- incest babies. A bunch of babies made out of incest. The biggest terrorist on the face of this earth is the pale-faced man, woman, and child. And then this freshman Democrat progressive Muslim representative in Congress said Sandman's family hired a right-wing PR firm to write his non-apology, number one. What's wrong with hiring a PR firm to try to clear the names of innocent kids that scumbags like you have helped to destroy? And as far as it being a non-apology, damn right. Because they have nothing to apologize for. Maybe go find yourself another government, one that is more akin to your beliefs, Representative Omar. Let's go back to the phones. 216-901-0945. Donnie and Euclid's been there all morning long. Donnie, thanks for being patient. Go ahead. 
Donnie fell asleep on live radio. <laughs> I guess when you've been on hold for about an hour and a half, that'll happen to you. Rick in San Antonio, Texas. You're on AM 1420, The Answer, here in Cleveland, Ohio. How, how are things down there in San Antonio, Rick? Bob, actually, I'm in, I'm in Cleveland. I'm just from San Antonio. From so San Antonio, okay. I'm I'm here on temporary assignment, so gotcha, my wanna, friend. I want to tell you why I think uh, your last guest, uh, Mr. Slicker, is correct. the The left has won this this battle because I doubt your daughter's school is going to allow your your daughter or your son to go next year, and I doubt Covington will allow any of their students to go next year. And how many other schools are going to say no? We can't. You know, we've got liability issues uh, that that. Yeah, we we have to be responsible for. One thing that well, if I may, if I may, Rick, let me let me respond to that real quick because uh, I can tell you this: that my daughter's school, which is my alma mater, they were very, very uh, uh, diligent in telling all of the students you will probably see protesters who are there who are against your march for life, um, and uh, and and you can under no circumstances engage with them at all. Uh, so they are told to you know obviously avoid any confrontation whatsoever, uh, and I'm sure that will continue to be the message. But the one thing that I would really hope is that none of them, none of these schools, neither my kids or the Covington Catholic kids or any of these other Catholic schools that have sent uh, busloads of students to D.C. every year for the last 46 years, I hope they will not be chased away. We cannot allow these uh, reprehensible protesters to drive us away from the call that we, you know, to serve in the interest of life that so many of these kids follow. I hope I hope so, too. But, you know, and as far as uh your guest yesterday saying that the 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 kids should have walked away. Yeah, not if that's where they were told to meet their bus in the middle of Washington D. Have has you get that guy never been to Washington D.C. Even when there's not a weekend like that, the number of people that are there have I I don't understand it. But no, you're anyway, right. The one thing the one thing that I would ask is is where are where are the Republican representatives? Where are my representatives, like my Senator Ted Cruz or, or Rand Paul or even Jim Jordan from here in Ohio? Why is it their call to find out what the heck the, the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department is doing? I guarantee you, if this had been white guys wearing white robes getting in some, some black people's face like, like the, the Hebrew whatever. Black Hebrew whatever Israelites. Yeah. Yeah. If the, if somebody somebody white had done that, they'd be all over it. it, it it's got it can't just swing one way. It's got to be the pendulum's never going to stop until it's until it's treated fairly on both sides. Rick, I could not agree with you more. But you know what we're asking for here, and thanks so much for your phone call. We're asking for you know the impossible. In all seriousness, we're asking for the impossible. Um, they're never going to treat both sides fairly. You're right. Can you imagine if a group of five Confederate flag waving, uh, um, you know, uh, perhaps swastika bearing white idiots stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and 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 screamed obscenities and vile things at a black, uh, a predominantly black school uh, student population of visitors to D.C. Can you imagine what the story would be if an identical situation had played out in the reverse? My God. I mean, there may be fires in the streets right now. There may be burning and riots, and, and of course, Trump would be blamed for it all, as it is. 
even with the current scenario, Trump is blamed for the victims. Trump is blamed for the existence of Nick Sandman and his Covington Catholic School MAGA hat-wearing friends. Trump is to blame for that. This kid smirked. Clearly, he's been he's been indoctrinated in the uh, the Church of Donald Trump, wearing that disgusting red hat that is the modern day equivalent of the pointed hood. I mean, Trump is blamed when even the kids are the victims. But if it were the other way around, if there were a bunch of black kids from from a, from a predominantly black school who were victimized by a bunch of white idiots carrying Confederate flags and wearing swastika tattoos, you know, doggone well, it would be twenty times worse. Trump now inspired the uh, the uh, uh, the assaulters, the the verbal assaulters. Paul is in uh, Cleveland on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, Paul. Go ahead. Greetings, Bob. At what at what point does it become disorderly conduct? in this situation and and why is that not enforced i know the free speech is a free right for instance the uh the teenagers wearing the the maga hats that's their free right to do that right and it's a free right to protest but when it comes to fire in a crowded theater the basic argument it has to be a point when you are getting antagonized by a group over here shouting horrible things at you uh, beyond belief, and, and that's not enforced. That, that, that free speech has its limits, and that's not really talked about. You can, you can protest. There's no right to protest. But when you're antagonizing and confronting people and invading their space, that, that's disorderly conduct. I, mean, I know they, they try to uh, say disorderly conduct is for drunken people and this, but no, right. it comes to free speech, too. It gets out of control, and and there needs to be some type of separation from that. That you can't have. It's it's the 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 problem is it's just a slippery slope because you're you're obviously right. I mean, uh, first of all, there was thankfully thank literally I thank God that there was no violence that took place on the on that uh, on the steps there. there But I am too. I am too. Uh, And really, and again, not to beat this this dead horse, but. The reason there wasn't is because of the calm demeanor of those kids. Oh, he was great. They were that great kid stood man. there, and, and instead of shouting yeah. back or them shouting back at the black Hebrew Israelites or instead of mm-hmm. uh, being aggressive toward Phillips as he banged that drum uh, inches away from his face, they were calm. I'm surprised that, exactly. I'm surprised that the, uh, the, uh, the chaperone, the adult, didn't come up and, and say, get out of here. You can't. This is You're, you're violating uh, I, I I would be willing to bet you that the chaperone, because he was on TV last night, I would be willing to bet that the chaperone feels felt the same way as the kid. He didn't know what the intention of the uh, the Native American guy was. I, I, I still I yeah. watch him march up to into the face of Nick Sandman and and the other kids there, and yeah. I see Nick Sandman smiling as if I I think he thought that this guy was here to well, he, make he noise. What, we, well, no, he did, but, but but let me let me finish my thought there. Okay. I, I think I think what what it appeared to me as I watched that video multiple times is that Nick Sandman felt like this Indian guy, this Native American guy, was coming up here and banging his drum and going oh, in order to help mm-hmm. drown out the filth and vile coming from the Black Hebrew religion. He exactly. felt like maybe he was on our side. That's why he didn't do anything. He stood there smiling, like maybe this is a good thing. Right. And that's probably why the chaperone didn't tell the guy to leave either, because they didn't know his intentions. Too. They didn't know what he was really trying to accomplish there. The fact that the the the, 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 the actual the Native Americans were actually harassed by this black uh, 
whatever it is, uh, they were harassed first. And that's not even being talked about. And and then, you know, I mean, it's just the whole thing is just, it, it's, I would have, if I would have been the chaperone there, I would have been like, look, this is getting out of control. You, you have to get yeah. out of here. After a minute, after about a minute. And, and the chance are, he, that, that, but that might have been perceived as aggressive, though, if he told him oh, to get I out of there. He probably... Yeah, probably in retrospect, maybe the chaperone could have said, "Hey, kids, let's go wait on the other side of the the memorial here. We're going to move down I'm a little so, bit, a hundred so feet the other you're, way." You're, I'm so glad you are you are uh, putting this out there to everybody. The true story of what's happening. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, well, you know what I say. What a lot of people have said, Paul. These weren't my kids, but they could have been. My daughter was there. My daughter was with her Catholic school at that uh, March for Life that day. Thankfully, they didn't wow. get approached by, uh, uh, by, by anybody in such a manner. But this could have been my kid. This could have been your kid. This could have been somebody else's kids. And their lives are under assault right now. They've been doxxed. They're being threatened. They're being uh, 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 challenged. Yeah. Uh, you know, Their futures are, are all going to be tied to this as employers and colleges all look up their names to see what they're all about, and they find that's, them tied to this. It's going to be negative for them, and I think it's important point out yeah that, that's where it's, it, it's we're, we're going on the verge of a civil war when it comes to that point you start yeah, the, looking which at is exactly what kurt schlichter was talking about yeah yeah, yeah and paul i gotta run here my friend i appreciate your call great stuff thank you uh for weighing in but that's what kurt schlichter was pointing out i mean kurt schlichter i i don't think he's he's off on that kurt kurt's kurt's been known to be a little aggressive Kurt, if you follow Kurt on Twitter as I do, uh, he he pulls no punches. He uses some language and he uses some aggressive language, um, and sometimes it can be just a little bit, um, maybe over the top, depending. And I say that with respect, by the by. Um, but I think he was spot on when he said they want us to go away. You understand? They want us to die. The left doesn't want to share space with us. The left doesn't want us to be tolerant of them. They want us to go away. They want a society in which conservatives don't exist. Understand that. No less than the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo spelled this out when he declared last year that conservatives are not welcome in New York. His words, direct quote, they don't want us to exist, and they will do everything they can to drive us out and destroy us. If that doesn't define civil war, I don't know what does. It's 10.50. We'll get a final look at traffic. Come back in with a few more phone calls before we're done on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it's 1054. The Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to uh, advise you of a couple of things. Number one, you can always listen to our program if you miss it live by going to our app. Uh, it's available there at uh, 1420, The Answer. It's a free mobile app in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. 
Uh, you can also get it on our website, which is whkradio.com. And you can also make sure you listen to us live through the uh, various uh, um, uh, speaker uh, devices, uh, the Amazon Echo and so on and so forth. Just say, Alexa, enable the uh, the answer uh, skill and then listen to us by saying, uh, Alexa, play the answer Cleveland. So just to get all that out there. And I put that out there because I want you to realize if you missed the 9.30 to 10 o'clock segment of the show today, uh, in which I broke down the Savannah Guthrie hit job interview with Nick Sandman, the uh, young man uh, from uh, uh, from Covington Catholic High School. You're going to want to hear that and take that and all of the facts contained therein into any discussion you have in person or online with anybody about that Covington situation, about the attack on Catholics, about the uh, unbelievable state of uh, mainstream journalism in America today. Please take that those facts with you listen to that then again i'm not trying to sit here and just say listen to my show over again but if you missed the interview with kurt schlichter that i had at 1005 or 1008 you're going to want to listen to that again as well by way of our podcast because uh, kurt is brilliant and kurt laid it out and cut to the chase like nobody else's business they want us to die they want us to not exist anymore. That's the bottom line when it comes to this dispute and these attacks by the left on all things uh, that we are. All things that we are. So make sure you listen to those two things in particular. I can tell you listen to a lot of other things too, but uh, those two two things in particular. I also want you to hear something I played for Kurt Schlichter today. And just to remind you of exactly the kind of mindset that we are dealing with. Who's the new rock star of the Democrat Party? It's not Kamala Harris. It's not Cory Booker. It's certainly not the old Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden regime. It's young 28-year-old airhead Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who said we're all going to be dead in 12 years unless you give up 70% of your money unless we end fossil fuels in America, unless we give reparations uh, to minorities in America, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that the part of it that is generational is that millennials and people and, you know, Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. 12 years, 2031, it's all our... I'm wondering if she, when she's going to start wearing the sandwich board and standing on uh, this corner in Times Square telling everybody the end is nigh, the end is nigh. Twelve years, that's all we have, unless, of course, you give in to socialism. Let the government have all of your money to dole out as it deems necessary, and let the government control your health care, let the government find uh, renewable energy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Unless you do that, it's all over in 12 years. But that wasn't her best. And by best, of course, I mean worst. Do you think it is moral for individuals to, for instance, do we live in a moral world that allows for billionaires? Is that a moral outcome in and no, of itself? No, it's not. I could just stop right there. No. It's not moral for billionaires to exist. And why? Because socialism says so. It's not moral for billionaires to exist. Because that would encourage and incentivize achievement, growth, accomplishment. And in her world, all that means is greed. Especially when other people aren't billionaires. That's not uh, fair. It's not. And... It's not, and I think it's, it's important to say that, I, I, I don't think it's not, it, that necessarily means that all billionaires are immoral. It is right. not to say that someone like Bill Gates, you hear the air hissing out of her ears? Gates, for example, or Warren Buffett mm-hmm. are, are immoral people. I do not believe that. 
But I believe, but he kicks his dog. Right. Like yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that. But I do think a system that allows billionaires to exist. That system, my friends, is called capitalism. Capitalism exists. That's why billionaires exist. When there are parts of Alabama where where people are still getting ringworm because they don't have access to public health. <laughs> Come on, billionaires, can't you buy a can of Tenactin for the jock itch and athlete's foot that people are suffering in parts of Alabama? That, my friends, is the face of the Democrat Party. And if you don't believe me, look at the polls that show 74% of Democrats said they would vote for her for president if she was old enough. You let that uh, let that noodle around for a little while. We'll see you tomorrow Enjoy on the Bob the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.